Zach Thomas, you, sir, are a Pro Football Hall of Famer. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023, and the long wait is over for Miami Dolphins linebacker Zach Thomas, who learned this week that he would be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a member of the class of 2023. Feels good. No more comparisons to Brian Urlacher. No more complaints of snubs. Zach is in. We're going to talk about Zach a little bit here today on the show. We were going to talk about free agent defensive backs, but this is much more important. Zach Thomas inducted, being told by his former coach, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, We learned this during the NFL Awards uh, last night as the recap of the 2023 season with the Super Bowl being played this week. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. If you're unfamiliar with me, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, uh, the host here on Locked On Dolphins, the co-founder of the Draft Network, and pleasantly surprised. You know, you, you heard about some of the other guys who were going to be eligible. You heard about some of the guys who were continuing to wait like Zach Thomas. Uh, Zach Thomas, I want to make sure I get all my my, my names here, correct. He was inducted alongside Rondé Barber, Joe Thomas, Demarcus Ware, and Darrell Rivas as the five modern era inductees into the class of 2023. And I, I think about the other names that were eligible. I think Devin Hester had a really good argument for his impact as a return specialist, but at the end of the day, return specialist. Uh, Patrick Willis, another linebacker. There's no question that Patrick Willis was a more dynamic athlete and football player than Zach Thomas, but I have my thoughts on Zach in general, and we're going to talk about them a little bit here today on the show. Uh, You think about Andre Johnson. There were some really good names that were left off of this year's inductee list, and it was I think that's what makes it cool because – You thought about it two years ago when he had the breakthrough as a finalist and you thought, hey, this might be the year for Zach. And then you start looking at the other names that are coming up as first ballot eligible guys in the years to come. You say, well, if he doesn't get it now, now there's kind of a bottleneck. Well, sure enough that he didn't get it two years ago. Last year, the bottleneck got the best of him as far as first ballot inductees. And then this year, you didn't have the warm and fuzzies about it, but it happened nonetheless. So Zach Thomas... Uh, we learned last night, uh, would be a member of the class of 2023 for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Very cool to see him and Jimmy Johnson, their emotional embrace when, when Coach Johnson told Zach the news that he would be a member of this year's class. Uh, Zach is the Dolphins' third defensive player in team history to earn a bust in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Zach Thomas or Jason, Jason Taylor were a first ballot inductee, uh, several seasons ago. And then Nick Bunacani, uh, who was a staple of that Dolphins dynasty of the, uh, seventies. That's, 
you, you think about the proud, the, the no-name defense, you think about those early 2000s defenses, just the third defensive name, and, and he is the uh, 11th Miami Dolphins in team history, Miami Dolphin in team history, to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, joining Nick Bunacani and Jason Taylor defensively, Coach Don Shula, and I'm reading this, I'm borrowing this from the Dolphins' official release. Uh, so Bunacani, Taylor, Zach Thomas, Don Shula, then offensively, Larry Sanka, Bob Greasy, Jim Langer, Larry Little, Dan Marino, Dwight Stevenson, and Paul Warfield. Those are your greats. And there's many more greats that ha have not been placed into the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the Miami Dolphins, but those are the ones that are immortalized in Canton, Ohio. I will uh, borrow this from uh, the Dolphins' release as well. He's a fifth-round pick, 154th overall in the 1996 NFL Draft. Won 1996 AFC de Defensive Rookie of the Year. Led the NFL in tackles twice. Led the Dolphins in tackles 10 times. Uh, won the Team MVP Award twice. Won three leadership honors with the team. and was the NFL's Linebacker of the Year twice. Uh, he was also a member of the All-2000s team that was released by the, by the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Five-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, Zach Thomas, Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat to uh, have an opportunity to go to Canton, Ohio, uh, which I will be doing this this summer and celebrating Zach with hopefully a ton of you guys. I know that the Dolphins will have a good representation there as well. Uh, but my, my general thoughts on Zach are this. I know, especially in the way that the game has evolved, people will look back on Zach Thomas and they'll watch the tape and and they will see a player who didn't have the aesthetic of a Patrick Willis or a Brian Urlacher as these freakishly big, long, fast, explosive athletes. I think my comparison uh, for Zach Thomas is Luke Keekley with a UDFA uh, and failing grade from a, a prototype and size perspective. Zach Thomas was five foot 11, 228 pounds. That that's hardly the mold for a successful NFL linebacker from a build perspective today when it's a space game, let alone 96 through the two thousands in which it was very much more of a smash mouth football style of game that was played. But the comp to Luke Keekley. Uh, is the between-the-ears element for Zach Thomas, and that's Zach Thomas's greatest strength. You don't get endorsements from Peyton Manning and Kevin Mawai and Tom Brady about your Hall of Fame candidacy when you have to play the game a certain way that uh, is unorthodox and untraditional and, and quite frankly, unaesthetically un pleasing at times without having a surreal an outstanding football IQ and diagnosis ability and awareness at, at the line of scrimmage. And that's what, that's why Zach Thomas is a hall of famer. Zach Thomas is not a hall of famer because he makes athletically mind blowing plays that only a handful of guys can make. Zach Thomas is a hall of famer because of Zach Thomas's football IQ, his preparation, 
his ability to diagnose, his ability to call out plays at the line of scrimmage, his ability to know what you are trying to do before you do it. And that's how a guy who was a fifth-round pick, and justifiably a fifth-round pick based on his statures, when you put him in the lexicon of five foot eleven, sub two thirty pound linebackers in the history of the NFL, not too many success stories. But the ones who do have that rare intangible up here, and that's what Zach has, and that's why Zach, despite the fact that you could look back at his tape and say, "Man, like high high tackle volume guy." But he always made plays, and he always made plays not because of his athletic gifts, but because of how he studied the game and how he saw the game. And that that's still very much Hall of Fame worthy, even if it's not as sexy as watching Patrick Willis run through the A-gap, uh, rip through a, a pulling guard, and blow up the running back at four yards depth in the backfield in a way that is so raw, explosive, and overwhelming with the physical gifts that he has. That's a different kind of player. But I think the endorsements for Zach speak for themselves as far as Zach's candidacy for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We are going to continue to talk about Zach Thomas. We're going to highlight um, some of my favorite moments from Zach as a uh, member of the Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk about his, his statistical place. But before we do, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air, and not just for here on Locked on Dolphins as it pertains to Zach Thomas. I don't need to tell you lovebirds that. You've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks, but have you, have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments, or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place you in control so you can forget the usual hassles of jewelry shopping processes and shop on the romance. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs, and Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Right now, you could save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That is BlueNile.com for up to 50% off BlueNile.com. We're also very excited about not just Valentine's Day and a chance to leave a lasting impression, but the big game this weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are playing in Super Bowl 57, and you can get on, on the action with our new sports betting partner, the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not hit. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, super easy to use, and best of all, you can get your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So Zach Thomas, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Zach released a statement. And I want to read Zach's statement. Truly honored and humbled to be voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
Growing up in Texas, I dreamed of playing football at any level. To have played at Texas Tech and then be drafted by the Dolphins was the ultimate. It was indeed a dream come true. I want to thank my family for all the sacrifices they made for me over the years. I could have never accomplished this without your love and support. Thank you to all of my teammates. Each of you made me a better player and are a big part of where I am today. I'm looking forward to celebrating this with all of you. Thanks to my coaches, trainers, equipment staff for helping this honor become a reality. Lastly, I want to thank the Dolphins fans. Your support means everything to me. Stephen Ross also released a statement. Give him a chance to have his voice heard here on the matter as well. On behalf of the entire Dolphins organization and our fans around the world, I want to congratulate Zach on his election to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was a joy to watch him play the game. Zach's accomplishments on the field made him one of the greatest players in NFL history. His development from a fifth-round choice to a perennial Pro Bowl selection to receiving the most prestigious honor this game has to offer is a testament to his ability both as a player and a student of the game. As great as he was on the field, he is even better as a family man and a role model. We look forward to celebrating with him in Canton. So do I, Mr. Ross. So do I. And I'm sure many of you do as well. I think that's the challenge that I have. You know, the, the Dolphins fans in general receive this stigma, I, I guess, of being fair weather, uh, fair weather fans. It, it's very much a, a real stereotype around Dolphins fans. And I, I know that to absolutely not be true because I know how many of you engage in this show all year long. I know how many of you listened to this show during a seven game losing streak last year. I know how many of you stayed engaged and listening to this in the midst of what looked like another late season collapse that would cost the Dolphins the playoffs with a five-game losing streak this year. I know how many avid Miami Dolphins fans there are. I want to um, I want to do my 111th, if you will, uh, to change that stereotype in whatever way that I can around the Dolphins fan base. And there's a lot of great diehards uh, from Big E to Dolphreaky who represented this Dolphins uh, fan base extremely well this year. I want to congratulate her for being the Dolphins fan of the year. Um, to Solo D, to I, the list goes on and on and on and on. Dolphins content creators who are also Dolphins fans, much like myself. Um, we have an awesome group and a chance to go to Canton and rub elbows with fans of all of the other fan bases and show support for Zach Thomas and also show the avidness that we have for this franchise and this team and, and the players that are great along the way is something that I hope we take advantage of. I, I know I'll, I am in the early planning processes, but, but planning on making sure that I do something as well, because ultimately at the end of the day, Zach um, was credited with 1734 tackles in his career. And I know tackles is uh, a polarizing statistic because a tackle doesn't isn't designated whether it's one yard at the line of scrimmage or eight yards beyond the line of scrimmage, right? And eight tackles, eight yards beyond the line of scrimmage is not a great tackle because it's an eight-yard game. But those 1734 tackles is credited as the fifth most in NFL history since tackling became a official statistic for the league in 1987. It's a heck of a number. And then you look beyond that and you consider Zach having 48 passes defensed as a linebacker, 16 forced fumbles, 17 interceptions, 
20 and a half sacks. He was credited with 74 tackles for loss in his first three seasons in the NFL. TFLs weren't an official statistic that was logged. You think about the ranks of those Dolphins defenses, how good they were. The impact is, is undeniable, and I, I don't think you can tell the story of the Dolphins, uh, those early 2000s defenses uh, that were so great without Zach Thomas, and those Dolphins teams were competitive teams. It might not feel like it, but the entire Jimmy Johnson era and through the first three, four years of the Dave Wonstadt era, this was a, a Super Bowl contender each and every year. Now, they didn't have the quarterback to get them up over the top. But the accolades that Zach rolled up with the fierceness of the actual Dolphins defense, I mean, yeah. This, uh, this was a team that nobody wanted to see on their schedule, believe it or not, even though we, we – generally consider this time frame to be kind of an extension of the hardships of being a Dolphins fan. There were a lot of good, as evidenced by you have two, you had two pro football Hall of Famers, and you had other good players on these teams. Trace Armstrong, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertain, Tim Bowens. Like it, it, we, we had good players in this stretch of time, too. Um, I think some of my favorite... Plays for Zach, I think, what was it? Was it 2001 when he had the uh, the interception that he ran back for a touchdown? Was that against the, the Titans, I believe, in the season opener, if I'm remembering correctly? Yes, I just pulled it up. 34-yard interception return uh, for a touchdown in the fourth quarter against the Titans. Um, the Dolphins winning that game 31 to 23, they would go on to finish that season 11 and 5. Dolphins defense gave up 18 points per game. That was 11th in the NFL. Um, but boy, I mean, they, the Dolphins were really represented well. They had the number one pass defense in the NFL that season. They were fifth in yards allowed that season. They logged a ton of turnovers down the stretch. They ran into the eventual. Um, one of the, the great defenses on the other side of the ball, the Baltimore Ravens, was the team that they played in the playoffs in 2001, and they lost 20-3, to um, giving up 20 consecutive points. The Elvis Gerback, Matt Stover kicked a couple field goals. Um, and, of course, that, that season ultimately ended with the New England Patriots, who also finished 11-5. The Dolphins were tied uh, for the, the first place in the division that year. Uh, that season finished with the New England Patriots defeating the St. Louis Rams 20-17 to in the uh, Super Bowl. The Ravens would go on to lose to the Steelers 27-10 to as the team that ended the Dolphins season that year. But that was really, for me, like 96-97, I, I was young, young Dolphins fan. I was born in 89, right? So Zach first getting into the league really didn't carry a lot of, of memories for me, but 99, 97, or 98, 99. I remember being a kid in those years where I don't remember specific games, but the Dolphins were always on TV because Dan played 
uh, and I lived in the South as a kid. So that prompted me to be a Dolphins fan in general. But when I started having like intimate memories of in-season games, it was more 98, 99 into 2000, 2001. And by then, like 2000, 2001, I'm 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, you're you're a diehard sports fan at that point as a kid and, and football. It was Jason and Zach. Those were the guys that you know, I remember the most. I remember seeing the Dolphins on TV. I remember them winning games. I remember Dan being a badass along the way. But all of my early, the, the playoff win against the, um, the Colts, what was that, in 2000? Yeah, the Lamar Smith game. That was like on top of the world game for me. 99, the Dan Marino, what was that? The Dan Marino comeback at, at Seattle in the wild card round. That game was an on top of the world for me as a kid. Dolphins scored with 448 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, they scored the last 10 points of the game. They came back from down 17 to 10 midway through the third quarter uh, because they scored a touchdown and gave up an 85-yard kickoff return for a touchdown on the subsequent kickoff. Uh, so those that's kind of the sweet spot for me, and I think that's what makes the Zach induction so sweet for me because I do have those memories, and, and a lot of the intimate memories that I have around becoming a Dolphins fan, yes, it was well, – I'd see Shula and Marino from 95 on TV, but I was, I was six, right? It was Jimmy Johnson-era Dolphins that really – hooked me into having the sickness of loving the game to the degree in which I did. And Zach had no shortage of imprint on, on, on all of those teams. We're going to talk a little bit about who might be next, but before we do, I want you to go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can you relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste, not taxes. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed so you can relax. Doesn't feel good to be going with your taxes. So come visit TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com backslash guarantees. So the mystery now is who's next? Who is the next player who has a firm claim to the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a member of the Miami Dolphins? I don't think you're going to have enough traction for Ricky Williams. I think Ricky has a Hall of Fame story. The fact that he got up over 10,000 career rushing yards is icing on the cake. I don't think Ricky has a, a – I don't think he'll get enough traction based on the standard for Pro Football Hall of Fame running backs. So you move beyond that. Cam Wake, I think there's a firm case to be made for Cam Wake when you consider he came into the league at, how, 27? Make sure I get these numbers right. Kenway did get over 100 career sacks for his career. 
101 half sacks. He got his final two and a half to put him over 100 in nine games with the Tennessee Titans in 2019. Cam Wake was a five-time Pro Bowler and a one-time first-team All-Pro. He was twice a second-team All-Pro. Three times, excuse me, a second-team All-Pro. But he came into the NFL with the Dolphins in 2009 as a 27-year-old. And he played 11 seasons. If you factor in the games in which he missed, he effectively played 10 full seasons in the NFL, played 155 games. This was all in the 16-game era. So he averaged across 10 seasons worth of games, 10 sacks per year. He was one of the most dominant pass rushers of his general era. But he played on teams that didn't have the same defensive impact or competitiveness in general as what the Miami Dolphins of the early 2000s did. So he doesn't quite have the big picture accolades, and he also does not have uh, the competitiveness as far as telling the story of each annual NFL season. I think that hurts him too. To be honest... I think the next best Miami Dolphins player to have a chance at the Pro Football Hall of Fame is probably a player who is on the roster now. Be that Teron Armstead, be that Tyreek Hill, be that one of these young guys. I don't I don't foresee a friendly landing spot for a non-current Miami Dolphins player to make it as a modern era inductee. So we're going to have to wait a while, which means we should really enjoy this one. I know I certainly will. So Zach Thomas, cheers to you. Congratulations on becoming the 11th member of the Miami Dolphins franchise to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I know I speak for all Dolphins fans that we are glad your wait is over. And we look forward to celebrating with you together, all of us, this summer. It's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Dolphins. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Fins up, and thanks for listening.